Hey everybody, welcome back to the Time Pass Podcast. This is your host, Ashika. Thank you so much for joining me today, you guys. If you haven't done so already, please like me on Facebook at Time Pass Podcast. Follow me on Instagram at Time Pass underscore podcast. And check out my YouTube channel. You can find the link to that on my Instagram page in the link in bio or on my website, timepasspodcast.com, and you can watch the episodes there and make sure that while you're there, you subscribe to the YouTube channel and hit that bell icon so you get all the notifications when a new video comes out. Also, whatever streaming platform you're listening to the show on, please make sure that you are subscribed or followed, whether it's Apple Podcasts, uh, Spotify, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, Pandora, wherever you're listening to the Time Pass podcast, please make sure you are subscribed. All right, you guys, before I get into today's topic, it's kind of a good one. Well, it is a good one. (laughs) I want to talk real quick about my one year anniversary. It's coming up. We're about one month away from one year of the Time Pass podcast. And I am so excited. I've been brainstorming on my own with my friends, with that show crew, um, about ways to celebrate our one-year anniversary of the show. Um, And I wanted to take this moment to just ask you guys, those of you that have been listening to the show or you're brand new to it, what do you think? What do you want to see? How should I celebrate one year, one year of the Time Pass podcast? Let me know. I'd love to hear it. You can shoot me a DM on Instagram or um, go to the website and hit contact me and contact me that way. Or you can just email me directly, timepasspodcast at gmail.com. I'd love to hear any ideas you have on how to celebrate my one year anniversary because I am so excited about it. So excited. All right. I digress. Today, (laughs) I want to talk about the selective single. Who is the selective single? Me, it is me. (laughs) I am a selective single. I feel like the selective single is somebody who's been single for a long time. And it's, um, it's interesting because I started thinking about this because it's something very relevant to, to what's happening in my life right now. A conversation I had with somebody that I matched with on Dill Mill, who's in Texas, so, you know, I digress. I don't know if that's really going to go anywhere, but we, as we were chatting, we found out we had a lot in common and he mentioned that he's been single for five years. And I said, no shit, me too. I've been single for five years. And we kind of started talking about what that means for us when we look at um, a partner or potentially dating someone. And there were so many similarities. We were kind of bonding over it because I feel like when you've been single for a long time, you become super selective as to who you are going to bring into your life in that significant other role. And I mean like a full role, like a partner, relationship, commitment, all of that. You become super, super selective about that. And why is that, right? Like, who is the selective single? Who is it? And there's some traits that I find are common between these selective singles, uh, myself included. Number one, and this is what me and um, this guy, my match, chatted about the most, 
it's not about needing someone. It's about wanting someone. There's a huge difference between someone who needs someone and someone who wants someone. I feel like someone who needs someone will settle for what they can get. Somebody who wants someone is going to be selective. And I think, again, that, that's who we're talking about. We're talking about the selective single. Need versus want is huge. Because the selective singles, they don't need anybody. They're self-reliant. They take care of themselves. They know how to uh, run their household. They know how to get by without having to rely on assistance or help from a partner. They do it all themselves already. So they're not looking for you to fill that hole. They're really not because they know that they can do it all on their own. Maybe they don't want to do it all on their own anymore, but they're very self-reliant. They're independent. They are able to do things on their own. They're able, they're good. They're good with that. They, they have a job. They don't need financial support. You know, they're financially responsible. They, they don't need somebody to depend on to help them get shit done. They're independent as in they can do it themselves. If they want to, it's like me. I'll, I'll use me as an example, right? Like I love traveling. I, I like to travel with my friends. I have no problem traveling alone. I will not, if it's something that I want to do, if I, if for some reason I don't have friends or family members that I even want to go on the trip with me who can make it, I'm not canceling my trip. I'm still going to go regardless of who can come with me. It'll be better, you know, if you, the people you want to go can go, but if they can't go, I'm not going to change around my whole schedule because this is, this is something that I've wanted to do. And it's putting that yourself kind of first, like, Hey, I want to do this. It sucks that these people or this person can't do it with me, but this is important to me. And it's still my goal. I'm not going to wait for anybody. And that's what I mean by independent. They're going to get shit done on their own. Also, they don't need that physical, like that physical touch, right? They can get that. They can go out and get the the selective single can go out and find somebody who's going to satisfy that, that physicality need that they need. They can get that. It's, It's not about the physical touch at that point for the selective single. It's about the emotional connection and the connection in general um, and support that they can get from someone because, but let's face it, there's plenty of thirsty people out there. And if you look, you will find somebody who can satisfy that physicality need that you may have, but not that emotional one. So Number one, the selective single doesn't need you. They want you. Number two, the selective single has boundaries. The selective single will not tolerate your bullshit. They won't. They don't need to. They won't tolerate your drama. They don't want that sort of drama in their life. They have their shit together. They know what they're doing. At this point, they want somebody who is going to complement their life and not complicate their life. It's like 
the, the, the selective single has all their shit together and they're on their little trajectory and they don't want somebody who's going to take them off their trajectory. They want somebody who's going to join them on their trajectory and keep going down that path. So if you're going to have bullshit, they're not going to put up with it. If you're going to have drama, they're not going to put up with it. You're going to give off bad vibes, whatever it is. They're not going to put up with it. Vibes matter. Vibes are everything. Like, if you are going to be negative and bring negativity around somebody who's found peace within themselves already, being on their own, they're not going to want you. Like, sorry, that's not what the selective singles out there looking for. Lack of effort. Me and this match, actually, we were talking about it, and he was just like, I'm not... I'm not about it. Like, I'm not about chasing someone. I'm not about, like, trying to figure out what they want to do. Like, if I'm going to give, I want to be given back to. And it's that reciprocity, right? That's what they want. They're not going to put up with the lack of effort. They're not going to put up with the disrespect. They have their boundaries. So the selective single knows very well what they will and will not tolerate. Here's the other thing. The selective single has lived life. Most of the time, like this guy I was talking to, he's 34, so he's a bit older, but he's lived life. He's seen it all. He knows who he is as a person. The selective single has hobbies. They have interests. They have a social life that doesn't revolve around a partner. So they have all this shit going for them already, like like me. Like I have a social life that has nothing to do with the person that I'm dating. And it's a packed social life. Like, I have friends. I have commitments. I have family commitments. I'm pretty booked most of the time. And so I don't rely on that other person or that partner to fill out my social calendar. I do it on my own. Now, do I want somebody who can come in and attend these social events with me when I want them to? Yes. And I I won't always want them to. It's part of my independency. Uh, So it's like... This person, these these selective singles, they have their shit together. They have a life. They don't want, again, I said it already, but like they're looking for somebody to complement their life, not complicate their life. They have hobbies. They have interests. Like they're, they got it. Moving on to some of the dark parts of the selective single, as I will say here, I would say... That the selective single, that the selective single has trauma or baggage. The selective single has been heartbroken or has been played. They've dated. They've been on the dating apps. They've been on the merry-go-round. They have dated a fuckboy or a fuckgirl. They've seen shit go down. They maybe have a really bad heartbreak. I have a failed marriage. Like... These people, these singles, are aware of the world and how cruel people can really be, how disingenuous they can be. And it makes them put their guard up a little bit, sometimes a lot. But it's like they're not going to play your game. Whatever game you think you're playing with a selective single They're probably not going to put up with your shit and they're not going to play your game. And that's part of what makes them selective is that they know the red flags. They've lived through the red flags 
and they don't want to ignore red flags anymore. I mean, we all see it. We see red flags in the beginning stages of a relationship or throughout. And sometimes we will ignore them because we think the person will change or we chalk it up to like a one-time thing, oh, whatever. But the selective single, they're not going to do that anymore. They know the red flags, they're aware of them, and they will consciously make an effort one way or the other, either to point it out, talk about it, communicate it, or maybe just cut it off. But the selective single is somebody who has been through some shit already. It's what's made them selective. It's what's made them how they are and who they are. Now, I've I've talked a lot about the characteristics of the selective single. However, and I just ended on, you know, kind of like the trauma and the baggage. However, I do think there can be a dark part of the selective single. Can the trauma and baggage make you so selective that you won't give anybody a shot? Like nobody will pass your walls. Nobody will pass your boundaries because you become so rigid that it's almost impractical and there's no reasonability as to when it comes to somebody who disappoints you early on in a relationship. I think that that is some place that people do go and I don't know what can get somebody out of that when you are, you know, so selective and independent and, you know, those are good things. It's good to be selective. Not everybody wants everybody. It's good to be independent. Um, It's good to have boundaries. All these traits I've been talking about are actually really good to have because then you make sure that you get the person you want. Exactly what I started this episode off with. However, if your walls are really high due to your past trauma and it gets to a point where someone is apologizing to you for something they did or they have a very reasonable excuse and you won't budge on it and you won't move on it, that's when I think the selectiveness can take a turn for the worse. And that's what is my fear with the selective single is just not to become cold to people that you're dating. And it's hard because the reason we become selective is because we've been screwed and because of those red flags. So it's really hard to decide who am I going to allow to give a pass to for something that they've offended me for and who am I gonna not do that with? It's really hard to decide because what if you make the wrong choice? What if you give them a pass and they were being untruthful? They were lying. Then what? And it's like, that's kind of what we do with life, right? It's a risk. We're always taking a risk every day. Getting in my car, going to work, driving it, it's a risk. Uh, Getting on a plane to travel, it's a risk. Everything we do is a risk. It's calculated risk. So it's just a matter of calculating this new person or whoever it is and whatever offense they've done to you and then realizing like, okay, yes or no. Are you, are they worth that risk or are they not? And I want to say that I think what really plays a part in whether or not we decide to take that risk with someone is attraction how attracted are we to this person? I think attraction and chemistry 
has a lot to do with why we let certain people get away with more stuff. So I think the selective single, depending on the amount of chemistry and attraction they have to someone, will decide whether or not they're worth that risk. And it's part of the factors. It's attraction. It's how many of, like for me, right? Like I have, I'm an independent woman. I want somebody who's independent. So are they independent? You start looking at the qualities that you want in someone and you start um, analyzing whether or not they possess those qualities so that you may take a risk on them. Are they independent? Are they family oriented? Are they um, socially kind? Are they, or just kind in general, but like, are they social? Are they a respectable member of society? Like, do they have a job? All that stuff. You start thinking about those things. You start ticking off all those boxes of what you think, you know, you're, or what you want in your partner. And then you decide whether or not you're going to take a chance on this person. And I think that's all it is. It is it's all the time we're taking chances. And I think even with people who aren't selective or aren't these categorically selective singles that I have just created. Um, but everyone, anytime you get in a relationship with someone, you're taking a risk. With the selective single, the difference is, is that there's a lot of other little barriers you need to get through before they will actually take the risk on you. So they're just, they're a little more woke, so to say, to the world, to the dating world and what's actually out there. So you won't be able to kind of just get in right away. But if you make it that far, I think, you know, it'll be up to the attraction and what else is left for them to decide whether or not they're going to take a risk on you. So I, I, I don't know, you guys, like the selective singles were out there and we're older and we're more aware and we have trauma. We have boundaries. We have a lot of positive qualities, but, you know, it's, it's not that easy to date somebody who has become selective and is kind of in this category, I feel, because they're not dating just to date. They've had their, like, hoe phase. They've gone through all that, you know? It's, it's no longer about that for them. They're looking for a partner. And so, you know, it's... It's an interesting thing. It was a really refreshing conversation that I had with this guy. and But it's um, it's an interesting point of view. And I think, what, what do you guys think? Do you think that being selective poses a problem? Do you think, here's the thing. Do you think that being so selective is the reason why some of these people that are single, myself included, for multiple years, is it the reason why we're single? Is because we're so selective? Do you think selectivity deters attachment? Do you think selectivity deters taking a chance on someone or developing an emotional connection or bond? What do you think? It's an interesting topic. It just kind of came to me as I was having these conversations with my Thill Mill match. But uh, it, it's interesting because I, it's very common. I have friends also, uh, same age range, Kind of same deal, like this is my match, me, them. So I feel like it's quite common and I wonder if it is a hindrance to our dating success. Let me know what you think. Shoot me an email, 
uh, timepasspodcast at gmail.com. Drop me a DM on Instagram at timepass underscore podcast, or just go to the website and hit contact me. Let me know what you think about this. Do you have an opinion on these selective singles that I am <laughs> a part of? Uh, do you, What do you think? Let me know. I'd love to hear. Uh, you guys, that's all I got for you today. Real quick, if you haven't done so already, please make sure that you are following me on the socials. I am on TikTok as well, ashika.lal. Um, I use that for fun stuff, so make sure to give me a follow there. And uh, check out the YouTube channel. Please subscribe and kick, uh, click the bell icon. You can find the link to that on my bio on IG or on the website, timepasspodcast.com. Follow me on IG, timepass underscore podcast, and Facebook at timepasspodcast. And if you have a second, please take two minutes and give me a review on iPodcast. I want that five-star rating from you guys. Please give me a five-star rating. Please write a couple sentences about the show. What do you think? Is it the boss? Is it good? Let me know what your thoughts are, what topics you want to talk about. Feel free to uh, write them uh, to me directly. I'd love to hear from you. And whatever you do, whether you're dating, being selective or non-selective, just stay authentic to who you are as a person and it'll all work out. I'll see you next time, Time Passers. <laughs>